Hello and welcome to The Mental Game, a podcast on the psychology of human performance. I'm Larry G. McGuire, your host. And every week here on the show, we'll be bringing you new material on those components of behavior, human behavior and psychology that come together and contribute towards the results we experience. I won't say that the material we cover, if you follow it to the letter of the law, will help you become an expert or become superior in your particular domain, but they'll help. They've been proven to um, through decades of scientific research. Uh, these things have been proven to work in a lot of cases, the majority of cases. It's not true for everybody all the time, but certainly in most cases, it, uh, these things that we'll be covering in detail uh, do contribute and have been shown to contribute to uh, superior results performance. So this week we're talking about uh, one particular piece of research um, related to resilience. And resilience is a subject that I've been covering for a while now. And over the next few episodes, we'll get into more detail on it. Um, the, the model I'm talking about, the theory I'm talking about, is called the, the PERMA theory or PERMA model by Martin Seligman. And we'll get into that in a bit. But before we get into the detail, I want to just say that the show here goes out on all good podcast platforms, including... Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, uh, Anchor FM, Anchor.fm. And indeed, over on Anchor.fm, you can send me a voicemail and you can do it from your phone or from your, your desktop, desktop computer. Uh, let me know what you think of the show. Make a comment on the material. Suggest some content that you'd like to hear. And I'd be delighted to hear from you. Please do leave a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. That helps more people connect with the show and find uh, this material and uh, I would, I'd really love if I could get uh, a broader audience for this stuff. So if you'd like to check out the writings related to this material, get over to humanperformance.ie. There's a lengthy article, almost 8,000 words on resilience over there and it's that article that I pulled this information from that discuss here in the show. So without further ado, let's get into the material this week. In a 2001 paper by Adrian Van Breda, the South African researcher, he stated that theories of resilience are broad and diverse. They span a breadth of research and practice domains, and they apply to both individuals as they do groups and families, communities, etc. So when we talk about resilience, and when I talk about it here in particular, I'm talking about it as it applies to the individual. It doesn't only apply there, but that's what we're talking about. Um, and in particular here, I want to get into the PERMA model which uh, of well-being, which uh, was developed by Martin Seligman. His research began in the 60s uh, with Stephen Meyer, and they were part of a team that discovered the phenomena of learned helplessness. They found that dogs, rats, mice, when they were subjected to electric shock, uh, over which they had no control. They couldn't turn it off. They couldn't get away from it, etc. Uh, they would simply learn to accept it, like um, a prisoner with no escape, um, kept within the confines of four walls for a lengthy period. You can go insane, I'd imagine, from being in such circumstances. Uh, and they don't have to be physical walls. It can be psychological walls. They, you can be caught in a relationship with someone that is destructive, and you can simply learn to accept it and give up any hope of getting out of it. It almost becomes a part of who you are. And 
this phenomena of learned helplessness he found is common in humans too. Um, he found that 30% of us uh, manage to bounce back uh, and some, most of us, a lot of us don't. We collapse under the weight of the experience. He says the difference between people who bounce back and those who don't is optimism. And he began to develop learned, his theory of learned optimism and has written extensively on it. He says that people can be taught, can be first of all assessed uh, on their levels of optimism and pessimism. And then over time and through teaching, they can be brought into the same frame of mind as the optimist or to be maybe at least more optimistic than they are. This is not to suggest, and I, sh I should make this clear, and it, this seems to be strong with me and my view of all of this material, is that it can be taken out of context. And I, I think it is a lot of the time. We're not being asked to deny our situation. You're not being asked in the middle of a really crappy home, home life situation or relationship or working situation to just pretend that it doesn't exist, that maybe you're overreacting or to bury your feelings deep and forget about it or try and pretend that circumstances are better than they are. That's not what it is. That's not what resilience is. And I spoke about this a little bit in episode two. You can go back and listen to that. What we're talking about here is learning to cope accepting our conditions as they are and instead of collapsing under the weight of it that we learn to maybe deal with it better than we have and subsequently find a way out over the years of research seligman has found that most satisfied contented people were those who had discovered and exploited uh, what he called unique combination of signature signature strengths uh, such as humanity, temperance, persistence, and the PERMA model is something he developed uh, as a means to express this. So there are five elements to the PERMA model, P-E-R-M-A, the first being positive emotion, the hedonic route to well-being through increased positive emotion. The second is engagement the development of skills and strengths and attention to detail in challenges, the level of engagement in a task, for example, uh, through relationships, well-being can be increased and amplified. Meaning and purpose. This is a sense of meaning derived from belonging to a worthwhile cause, a global cause, for example, or maybe a, a local community cause through association with religious groups or community groups and then finally in the PERMA model there is achievement the pursuit of achievement competence success mastery etc not for what you can get out of it not for all the applause that you might receive but for its own sake for the pursuit of achievement for the inherent value you get from it and if you're familiar with my material at all over on larrygmcguire.com which where I've been writing for a long time this is central to a lot of the stuff that I've been writing about. So the PERMA model appeals to me in a lot of ways. Let's get into this PERMA model a little bit more. Seligman says that one of the roots to well-being, uh, one of the elements that help us improve our resilience is positive emotion and increasing positive emotion. 
He says that the route to well-being is hedonic. Now, there are particular limits to this uh, because let's say, for example, you're in a really bad place. Uh, you can't be expected to take sudden big leap into positive emotion because it doesn't work like that. You have to slowly apply the brake uh, of the car, you might say, to use an analogy. You're driving fast down the road. You're not going to be able to stop suddenly. And if you do, the feeling won't be pleasant. So although uh, a route to well-being can be true positive emotion, everybody's particular situation is different. So we've got to find a way that suits us. We could be those with a limited by disposition. We might have a we might be low on our ability to experience positive emotion, in which cases there are other routes, um, as he points out in this PERMA model. Uh, he highlights one of those as engagement, engagement in an experience purely for the sake of it, in one that we have the, the skills and the ability to apply right now, um, where we can apply attention to detail and produce good results. That could be in work, etc. for example. So you might have uh, a poor uh, loving relationship. It might be going very well, but you can throw yourself into your work and achieve some sense of well-being from it. Uh, Haley calls this flow. It's uh, things that we enjoy doing for their own sake rather than what we can get out of it. Um, the activity itself is its own reward. So we throw ourselves into it. We have the skills and the ability to achieve it. We have a clear goal at the end of it. We're getting constant feedback on how we're doing. Um, uh, our, our concentration is fully taken up in the moment. Our self-consciousness disappears and even time is distorted or even stops. I know I've experienced that. It's just like this higher level kind of experience. It's wonderful. It doesn't happen every day, but um, I'm sure it can if we have that thing we're interested in. It can be, you know, it can be sport, it can be work, it can be gardening, it can be riding a bike, it could be whatever. Uh, we can achieve well-being through that. Um, and it's certainly enjoyable when we get there. Seligman also points out that relationships uh, are fundamental to this well-being, this feeling of, of wellness. Um, relationships could be true uh, community, could be true a loving relationship, relationship with family, etc. Uh, it's this connection to others that help give us purpose and meaning to life. It's a kind of a social connection. And in the, uh, the article I've written on resilience over on humanperformance.ie, you can read about that social aspect and the elements of social, the social aspects that contribute towards our ability to bounce back and, and in, indeed cope with difficult circumstances. Seligman also points out that meaning is critical. Uh, it's this meaning, this sense of meaning and purpose can be derived from belonging to something bigger than you and I, to maybe a global community or a global organization, a social cause, and being part of a help group or a religious group or a charity, giving your time for free. And again, I've written a little bit about this in the article. It helps us. It helps us, I suppose, feel like we belong. That we, we, we're actually contributing to the well-being of another human being, rather than 
stuck inside the four walls of your house and lamenting all of those things that maybe went wrong in your life, given of yourself to a worthwhile cause, brings you alive, you know? It does. Uh, accomplishment is the final aspect of the PERMA model. And again, we're dealing with these things in, in brief terms. Um, accomplishment is the sense of achievement, the sense of competence, the sense of success and mastery uh, of a particular thing. It could be gardening, could be could be in sport, hobbies, whatever it happens to be. It's the pursuit of accomplishment. What's this going to look like? It's the anticipation of producing something, you know, pottery, uh, writing a book, whatever it happens to be. Um, these feelings are pursuit of accomplishment and success help bring meaning and purpose to life, you know. And any of these elements mixed together, uh, or indeed the mall, can contribute towards increased resilience and ability to cope because we have something. We have a we have a center, we have a core that we can come back to. Without that, we're lost. We just end up, as I said at the top of this, spiraling downwards into a deep, dark hole. And that's certainly not good. Life is not all sunshine and light. It's not supposed to be. But likewise, it's not all darkness either. But I think if we're going to find ourselves a way out of this hole, we've got to be willing to take the first step. You know, we can't find happiness and be at peace with ourselves if we continually point the finger. We say that, well, that person over there is the cause of all my pain. And if they only apologized or if they only showed that they were sorry in some way, well, then I, I can be happy again. But that's not true. Our happiness is up to us. It's not up to anybody else. And to believe otherwise is naive. And we can hold on to this for dear life. But it's no good. It doesn't make life any better. It certainly doesn't bring us towards happiness or well-being. It just continues to spiral down. And I think if we're going to improve our lives and uh, have better experiences, well, then we've got to be willing to accept that happiness is up to us. Now, happiness is not a destination. It's not something that we can achieve. It fluctuates. It ebbs and it flows. That's the way life goes. So once we're willing to take the step, once we're willing to change, once we're willing to accept that it's up to us, well, then there are means by which we can achieve what we want. Um, and that's what we're talking about here. We can develop our resilience. We can find meaning and purpose in relationships that maybe have for a long time been dysfunctional. We can find meaning and purpose in uh, community endeavors. And, you know, but the first thing we must do is step out of the hole or at least look up and accept that there, there is a way out. So thanks for listening to this week's episode on resilience. And if you want to find out more on this topic, get over to humanperformance.ie and right there on the front page, you'll see that article on resilience. I'll drop a link in the show notes here as well. Drop me a message over on anchor.fm if you feel so inclined. Uh, also, I'd appreciate if you could, uh, if you have time, let us know what you think of the show over on Apple Podcasts. Give us a review. And uh, I'll be back next week with another episode. And in, in this next episode, like I said, we'll talk about more 
uh, of the means by which we can develop resilience in ourselves. We touched on it here today, but next week we get into it in a little more detail. Thanks for listening again. I've been Larry McGuire. You've been listening to The Mental Game. I'll see you next week.